Rusty Quill presents. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The reward for making it to adulthood is nobody can tell you not to have cake for dinner. Incidentally, this is also the punishment. Welcome back to Spirit Box Radio. Faithful listeners, I've had a busy week here in the studio. It's mostly been, you know, organisational things, looking to see if there was anything anywhere to explain what the mystery caller last week was saying. Ghost maker. I can't find the term anywhere. So I thought rather than anything too strenuous, we could go through the forums and have a look and see what you've all been doing. I took a look earlier and there was... Oh, the, the screen is... Blank, I must have knocked the switch. How annoying. I had everything queued up. I picked out the ones I was going to... Oof. Wait. No, it, it's all still plugged in and switched on. There's a little line flashing. Like the line that pops up in a Word document, you know? Anyone know what could be wrong with this? Is it some kind of virus? I... 
Well, I suppose it's no good you putting an answer on the forums when I can't see them. Oh, my phone. Maybe I can get everything up on there? Uh, just bear with me a moment. Oh. Faithful listeners, some words have appeared on the computer screen. I can't believe you stuck with her for all this time when all she ever did was hurt you and lie to you about who you are. She didn't love you, and I'm glad the one will keep her for himself just as she deserves. I... What does that mean, faithful listener? Please, I... You are more important than you'll ever understand. You are Samael, her apparent. Ghostmaker. Stop, please. Whoever you are, just stop. Why can't I do this when I want to do it? Why does it only ever happen by accident? (laughs) Sam. Sam, can you hear me? Kitty, you're breaking up. I can hear you. Sam. I don't know what I did. Kitty, hello? How long has it been? In this place, that's impossible to say. Does it matter? It's been a long time since we've seen the girl. Every time I think I work out the system, it changes. Who cares? We don't need the system. She'll come to us when the time is right. You can't know that. She doesn't know that. It doesn't matter. Either way, we're screwed, Indy. You messed this one up. You should have known it wasn't Madame Marie. Hi. There is no way of knowing. I fail to see how it matters either way. All I know is this sucks, and we are no closer to finding out how to stop this. Do we need to know anything? Can't we just end things? Either way, we'll get what we want. Yeah, right. Did you hear that? I did. Here, kitty, kitty. I can't do this. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I'm. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, faithful listeners. I'm sorry. 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 Sam, are you with me? Sam, can you feel my hand, Sam? Anna. Anna. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay, good. This is good. This is really good, Sam. I came as as soon as I... Sam, I'm so sorry. I'll be fine. Right, not about me. Not not all about me. Gods, I wish Kitty were here. She'd... What would she... Something about senses. Uh, I have mints. Would you like a mint? Oh, you're so cold. I'll, I'll get you a blanket. You're not dying. You're just cold. And barely breathing, and your eyes aren't focusing, but you're okay. You're fine. Great. Anna, breathe. (sighs) Oh, Sam, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have gone. Not when I knew Kitty was off.
investigating what had happened. You don't have anyone else. It wasn't right to just leave you like that. Oh, I... This is embarrassing, but... I've been sitting in the car outside the house every week. I glass the heating, drink some tea, read my case files. It just seems like... I don't know. It seems like when things happen to you, it's always when you're broadcasting, so... Anna, breathe. God, Sam, I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be helping you. I've let you down so badly. I've been so selfish. But you really do need to take better care of yourself, and I don't understand why you keep putting yourself at this risk. Anna, focus. In. Out. I'm so sorry. Stop apologising. Just breathe. Yes. Right. Breathe. Oh, you look... You just look so terrible, Sam. How could I abandon you like this? You didn't. You were outside. And I'm fine, see? There's blood on your teeth. Uh, Sorry. I won't smile then. Do you need anything? Water? Tea? I could make you some food. Have you been eating? Uh, I'm fine. I have water. I'm fine. Okay. Look at me. Look. I'm fine. Uh, uh, It looks worse than it is. I know. I know. I know. It just happens sometimes. It's over now. I'm okay. I promise. Sam. You're doing great. You're looking after me. Thank you. Yeah? Oh, I'm I'm a mess. I've been a mess since... You know, I can't. Guy isn't... Great for conversation. He listens, but he never reflects. Sometimes feels like I'm talking to a mannequin. I know it's cruel of me to say. He's bright. He's a brilliant lawyer. But legal precedent doesn't help when I'm talking about my feelings, and it's not as though I can... Well, I can't talk about this. This? Do you mean me? Kind of. He knows you exist. He knows my relationship with Em was strained that Kitty and I don't get along so fabulously, that you are blindly loyal to M. I am not blindly loyal. I'm sorry. I know it sounds harsh. I just mean he has the broad strokes of the situation, but how can I explain the rest? How do I begin to tell him what growing up in that house was like even before you were born? The unrelenting pressure. The way she turned her back the moment it was clear we were not whatever she wanted us to be. And then, what it was like when you were born, and it was so clear that you were whatever she'd been wishing for. And then you. How to explain you? (laughs) Most people opt for incompetent and fragile, I think. Don't joke, Sam. God, why are you all so happy? What else should I be? Would you rather I was miserable? At least that would make sense. Sorry, I... I don't mean that. I don't want you to be miserable. I just... I just don't understand, that's all. You know, for someone who staunchly maintains she doesn't believe in the arcane, you you try really hard to read minds. What? I'm not M. If you don't understand, you can just ask. I can't promise I'll know the answer, but I can at least try if that would help. What? You're looking at me like I've grown a third eye. Oh god, I haven't, have I? Sam... Sorry, I just... When did you get so grown up? Over a number of years, I think. Time is generally like that. No, I mean... Oh, never mind. 
You're shaking. Oh, uh, yeah. It's fine. It just happens sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm standing at the edge of this great precipice and there's no one around me. Just this great endless darkness spinning out, spiralling down into imperceivable nothingness and I'm right there on the edge of it and there's no railings, no barrier, nothing to stop me from just stepping out. I'm so sorry. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm used to it. It's not like that all the time. It passes. Everything does. It's the one thing you can rely on, remember? That and taxes. Don't joke about dying. You have too many near-death experiences for it to be funny. All that and I barely leave the house. It's been better, though. Well, sort of. I do wish you'd choose better company. What? The florist. I don't trust him. You don't... Anna, you haven't even met him. Sure, he's an arcanist, but they aren't all like Madame Marie. And you don't have to worry about it anyway, because he's gone. He's not just an arcanist, Sam. I have met him years and years ago. I told you. Back when I was too young to prevent M from dragging me everywhere in tow. He was so young then. It was just before. Before what? You know, before you were sick. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. But it was so long. I can't remember much of anything, I'm sorry. I know your memories are hazy, but surely you must recall the... the impression of it? No. Nothing. It's like a brick wall in my head. Everything I can remember before that is foggy, and Kitty says she's not even sure it's real. She said she's spoken to you about it, too. Said you thought the memories were still there, that I should talk about them in therapy, but <laughs> like there's a therapist that wouldn't lock me up immediately. I mean, would that be so bad? Yes, it would be bad. I would like to not be institutionalised. I cannot believe this is the thing I'm having to say out loud to you. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just... I worry about you. That's all. The worrying is fine. That's normal. It's the most normal thing in my life most of the time. What I can't stand is the way you weaponize it. I... Uh, what? Sometimes you'll use it like a threat. Don't do that or I'll worry. A sort of emotional blackmail. I need to live my life, Anna. I don't go about throwing caution to the wind every minute of the day, but sometimes I have to take risks, don't I? Otherwise I'd never leave this room. I've never thought about it like that. No, because it's just something you do without thinking. A knee-jerk response. I just want to take care of you. I just... I know that. But sometimes I feel like you just want me to do nothing at all so you can get on with your life without worrying about me. Sometimes when you get like this, I don't feel looked after. I feel like a burden. Sometimes I feel like I'm hurting you, but I don't know how or why. I just... <laughs> I'm just trying to live, Anna. I, I don't understand. What do you remember about growing up? I don't, really. Uh, Christmases, birthdays, that kind of thing. Sort of stuff you can trick yourself into thinking you really remember, but what's actually happening is you're remembering being told about them, just like Kitty says. Not that that makes me feel any better about it. So just nothing? Nothing, in all likelihood, yeah. I... I didn't know things were that bad. What's the oldest thing you do remember, then? I... You were yelling at Madame Marie. You'd come back from uni. You didn't stay at the house again after. That's the earliest thing you can remember? I think so, but it's still hazy around there. Things don't straighten out properly until I'm sort of 17, 18. I, I have no idea. It's like your whole past has been stolen from you. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. How would you? You weren't here. I... I know. 
I left. From your perspective, it must seem like I was never there. Sam, you... you must barely know me. I know you're my sister, and I love you. I love you too. I hope you know that. I do, it's just... just sometimes doesn't feel that way. Even though you were out in the car, so you really hadn't abandoned me, I still felt very much, you know, abandoned. Kitty says I shouldn't crowd you. I don't want to... I don't know, Sam. I don't want to seem like I'm hanging over you like a shadow. Then don't. There are ways to look out for someone that don't involve basically stalking them. I know, it's just... It's hard. And God, Sam, I thought you just didn't care. But you didn't know what it was like growing up. What Em was like, what she did, what she didn't do. I want to lie to you. I want to tell you everything was fine. I... It is fine now. I'm fine, Anna. Whatever happened, it's not going to break me to know. Sam, I... So tell me about it. Well, my earliest memory is... A beach. Pale golden sand. Kitty and I digging sandcastles, running into the sea with our trousers rolled up to our knees, squealing, drawing our names in the sand. And then, the sun started to set. We were hungry. Madame Marie was still in her tent, and the flap was closed. She was working. Even then, and I must have only been four or five years old, I knew not to disturb her when she was working. We waited by the tent. It was this dark blue thing, covered with golden lines, marking the shape of constellations. Inside, you could see the ceiling was punctured by a thousand pinprick-sized holes. Lying on the floor looking up, it was like looking at the night sky on the clearest night you can imagine. We'd sleep there in bundles of blankets, and in the morning, Madame Marie would stuff them into the teak box where the tent was stored and kick us out to entertain ourselves. We didn't have any money. Usually Em would come out of the tent and buy us something for dinner, but often she forgot, or whatever she did with her clients, those strange, shambling, shadowy people who would slope in through tent flaps. Things would run over, and she wouldn't come out at dinner time. We got really good at rifling through bins without getting caught. Sometimes we'd shoplift, but only for little things like chocolate bars or apples. And Kitty was always so much better at it than I was. Sometime, she would let Kitty and I draw cards for her clients. The clients were always entranced by this, but Madame Marie was never satisfied. She'd sit us in front of the crystal wall for hours and hours, just sitting, waiting, watching us with a sort of wild look in her eyes. But nothing ever happened. I remember, I'd see this cold disappointment in her eyes. I wanted nothing more than her to look at me with pride, with excitement. But she didn't. And as the years wore on, she took less and less of an interest in us. She no longer let us draw cards for people. She'd leave us with a weekend's worth of food, and we'd manage on our own. Of course, it was awful, but... I told myself it was better than getting dragged up and down the country for no apparent reason to sit bored outside of the tarot tent. At least we had TV at home. And then, one day, Em was pregnant. It was weird. I'd seen pregnant people on television. I knew people at school who'd had younger brothers and sisters. 
I thought it was supposed to be exciting and wonderful, and there would be cards and buying clothes and going for scans. But Anne seemed, I don't know, like a wild animal. She was gone for more and more weekends and sometimes didn't come back until Monday or even Tuesday. When she was home, she barely seemed to sleep. I could tell something wasn't right, but I didn't know what to do with that information. There were only 11 months between Kitty and I. I was too young to know what it was like when she was born, so I don't know if she was this way with all of us, but... I will never forget the sound she made that night you were born. Kitty was curled up in my bed, hiding under the duvets. There was a storm. It had been raging for hours. Lightning in bright veins across the sky, planted so deep the floorboards rattled. I held her hands and we promised we'd keep each other safe. And then, um... It wasn't a scream, exactly. It was an awful, mournful wail. I remember, absurdly, I thought she'd been struck somehow by the lightning, the screen coming as it did exactly as another bright flash of blue lit everything in our little bedroom in shades of silver and white. The lights in the house wouldn't turn on, but I had a little torch I kept under my pillow to read with into the night. Kitty went first, her arms spread in front of me. Em was in the living room. There was so much blood. I think I must be mad, the way I remember it. Perhaps it's a quirk of my child's mind, but I remember the carpets oozed red through my toes. The walls were streaked and splattered. Em was on the floor on all fours. Her hair was lank with blood and sweat. Kitty ran right to her. I don't know how she had the courage. She grabbed pillows off the sofa, seeing a thousand things to do. I remember asking if I should get help. I couldn't believe nobody had heard her screams, but the storm was so loud, rain hammering relentlessly against the window. Em told me not to get anyone. She told me not to leave. She screamed again, another flash of lightning pouring through open living room curtains, and I found myself walking toward her. Everything is a blur, and then you were born. This perfect little thing, lying on the blood-soaked carpet. I remember thinking it was strange you didn't cry, not even as Em continued to scream like she was in the throes of death. Kitty picked you up, bundled you in a blanket, handed you to me. I've heard people say that all babies' eyes are blue, but yours, even then, were the brightest shade of blue I'd ever seen. So blue they were almost white. As blue as the lightning which had flashed so consistently before, but now all of the sudden was gone. No thunder or wind, just rain, in a rhythmic thrum against the house. Em sat there, whispering, though I didn't catch what. Eventually she took you from me and sent Kitty and I to bed. In the morning, I thought it was all a dream until I heard you cry. And there you were, in the little crib next to where Em lay sleeping on the blood-soaked sofa. My baby brother. When you were a baby, Em doted on you, and after that first day she rarely set you down. Right away, though, it seemed like something wasn't right. You'd cry, and I don't know. It was like it filled up my whole head at the sound of you crying. Em painted Algis on the door of our bedroom and told us you were special, and it got a bit better after that, but... I don't know. 
M carried you everywhere. She must have, but at the time it was like she didn't sleep. Kitty and I would go to bed and leave her in the kitchen rocking you back and forth, and when we came down in the morning, there she was, still swaying idly side to side, humming a little tune. Things started to get really strange when you learned how to talk. You wanted for nothing. You asked for a pair, you got a pair. Nobody could argue with you. You weren't exceptionally charming or fantastically articulate. People just did things when you asked them to. I did it all the time. It was, well, it was a lot. By this point, Kitty and I were twelve, old enough to begin to grasp at the situation. And then Em started taking you to places. Not just sitting in the tarot tent, Sam, she'd take you to hospitals, and I... I don't know. She was frayed at the edges, burningly proud of you, but at the same time I think some part of her was afraid. I came down one night, and she was drawing Algis over and over on the floor. The walls were covered with it in white paint. The crystal wall was out on the table. I looked at it, and for the first time it seemed to shift under my gaze. And Em snapped her gaze onto me, and I froze stock still. She grabbed my wrist, told me to get Kitty. I went up and woke her. When we came downstairs, the front door was hanging open and Em was getting into the car. I asked what was going on and she said we were going on a trip. She wouldn't let us get dressed, she just packed us into the car in our pyjamas. Kitty fell asleep, but I couldn't. I stared at the rearview mirror and every now and then Em would catch my gaze. Her eyes sunk in deep shadows. She said, it's fine, Anna, everything is fine. She said it hundreds, maybe thousands of times. By the time we stopped driving, it was morning. We were outside a small shop. The window was full of flowers. That man, Oliver, he was standing by the door. He looked at us in the back seat. M leapt out of the car. His face transformed from one of concern to one of abject horror. M went into the shop. I must have drifted to sleep. Oliver woke us. I remember he gave us sandwiches and bottles of pop. I was afraid to eat mine, but Kitty tucked right in. Em came out, brought us into the flower shop. She had clearly been crying. You were sat in your car seat, fast asleep. I remember there was a small cloth bag around your neck, and I wondered what it was for, but you didn't wake up, not even to stir. For a while then, things returned almost to normal. And by normal, I mean extremely strange, but in a way that I've recognized, except for M. She stopped taking you places. She left you with me and Kitty, but sometimes she... Sometimes she locked you in your room. You'd scream and scream, and I'd try to do as you asked, but M never left the key, so I'd just sit there and talk to you through the door until you stopped. And then... It was the autumn after I turned 15. The night of your seventh birthday. I woke in the middle of the night to an awful scream. I sat bolt upright in bed. It was storming outside. Kitty was awake in her bed, staring at me, motionless on the pillow. The light wouldn't turn on. In a strange sort of fugue, I remember we came down the stairs, and I don't know what I expected to see, and I can't... I couldn't make sense of it then, and I can't now. 
Did you... Yes, I did. You guys, move the bloody chair! Oh my god! So tired. Whoa, whoa, you're wobbly! I think I'm going to throw up. Well, I think that's all we have time for tonight. See you next time, faithful listeners. Spirit Box Radio is a podcast distributed by Hanging Sloth Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 Sharealike International License. It was created by me, Pippin Aramaja, the voice of Sam Enfield. Alex Pileva Richardson is the voice of Anna Enfield. Jesse Jeffrey is the voice of Kitty Enfield. Kay Watson is the voice of Ingra. Becca Barton is the voice of Indy. Thais Grimberg is the voice of Bliss. Music is by Maybe Wednesday. If you like the show, let us know on Twitter at Hanging Sloths or stop by our website, hangingsloststudios.com. If you'd like to help us keep making Spirit Box Radio, you can send us a tip on ko-fi.com forward slash hanging sloths or become a slothling on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash hanging studios, where you can get early access to episodes plus loads of other great rewards. You can buy merch in our coffee shop, links in the description. Spirit Box Radio is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Tune in, get spooky. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.